Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. The biggest obstacle for me has always been myself. Um, and so it's, it's like disheartening, right? When you have so much support around you, yet you're the only stumbling block that you have to get over. So personally, what's made me the most confident, I think definitely came about from a relationship that I was in where I really lost myself in that relationship. And the Vasavi that I knew myself to be, which was someone who was so confident and someone who knew who she was. Like I grew up with great morals, values. I never really wondered like what's right and what's wrong. I was instilled very solid Salt with, with very solid values. And when I got into this relationship with this guy, um, right after my divorce, who was my rebound relationship turned four years of a shit show, that's when I really lost myself. And my confidence definitely was burnt to the ground amongst a lot of other things like my mental health, my emotional health, my family relationships, my friendships, my financial status, my business, all of it was burnt to the ground. And it was because I did not listen to myself. Hey everyone, it's Vasavi Kumar, licensed therapist and your host of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. For over two decades, I have been relentless when it comes to understanding and figuring out why we think the way we do, what stops us from going after our dreams, and how to get anything we want in life. From Mind Body Green to VH1 to Fox News and some of the top rated podcasts out there, my message has always been consistent. When you know yourself, you can do anything. I've helped thousands of people from all walks of life, from stay-at-home moms to entrepreneurs to people in recovery, to start thinking differently and change themselves from the inside out. And I'm going to do the same for you. Whether it's through the interviews I have with my guests or answering your questions right here on the show, here's my promise to you. If you're willing to take action on even 1% of what you hear today, your life will be unrecognizable. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest people in mental health, marketing, relationships, and business. We're pulling back the curtain so you can see what it really takes to be human and become the person you want to be here on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Well, today's a little bit of a treat. I am being interviewed on my podcast today, the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. And I'm being interviewed by one of my very good friends right here in Austin, Shada Tarabi. Just a little bit about her. She has been called one of the most influential women in WordPress, and now she's one of the women leading the Cannabis Reformation Conversation in Austin. She's currently the co-founder of Restart CBD, which is a THC-free CBD wellness company. Also, she is the host of the To Be Blunt podcast, which is a cannabis marketing podcast. Now, for any of you who may be asking, yes, I am still a recovered addict and alcoholic. I do not use any sort of drugs whatsoever. That includes 
cannabis and I, you know, even though th that can be debatable whether it's a drug or not, but for me personally, um, I just wanted to just say that because I, you know, I, some of y'all might be thinking like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I mean, you can have friends who smoke weed and are cannabis advocates. That doesn't mean that I'm going to start smoking weed, but that's not the point. The point is I'm very excited to have Shada on because we've become very close friends in, um, a short few months and I think a lot of it is due to quarantine but uh we became really close and I'm, I'm really glad that she's in my life and so you know I thought it would be fun because I interview a lot of people on the show and I do do a few you know solo episodes here and there and I'll be doing more of them as I announce the kind of behind the scenes of what's going on with the new membership community that I'm creating the mind your own business it's called mind your own business myob membership community, which I'm so excited about because it's really an opportunity for me to work with more people. Hopefully you're one of them really on getting your mind right, clearing your mind, conquering expectations of other people so you can create your own life. That's really what Mind Your Own Business, the membership community is all about. And if you've heard anything that I've talked about on the podcast, you know, the thing that I talk a lot about confidence, I talk a lot about mindset. I've created a 24 page guide for you, a mini workbook, it's free and it's called the 10 must have habits of ultra confident women. It, it, it's not just about like, Oh, walk like this and talk like this. No, it's really that the, the, the deeper questionings, the, the deeper questions that we have to ask ourselves, right? Dismantling the beliefs that we've told ourselves as women, what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing, you know, saying no versus saying yes, and really taking back control of our lives. Right. And so if, if, if you're listening to this, and you've ever struggled with saying no because you're so afraid of upsetting somebody else, I'm going to show you exactly how to do that step by step. It is not easy, but I promise you when you have somebody by your side who's encouraging you along the way, it's a lot easier to stand up for yourself and say no to the things that you don't give a shit about and say yes to the things that matter to you the most. So go ahead and head on over to vasavikumar.com forward slash free guide. You'll also... Um, I'll also be communicating with you through email as, you know, don't worry, no spam about my membership community. You know, I'm not like that. So I, I really just want you to get your hands on this free guide, put a lot of work into it, but more, I kept you in mind as I was developing, writing, developing, and creating this guide. So head on over to vasvikumar.com forward slash free guide. And um, here's your host for today, Ms. Shada Tarabi. Hello, my name is Shada Tarabi, and I'm really excited to be interviewing Vasavi Kumar for her podcast today. She's one of my great friends. She's a wonderful coach and licensed therapist. And I want to take some time today to peel back the layers of who Vasavi is. I know that you guys have had an experience with who you've you know, viewed her to be from social media. Maybe you've been tuning into her podcast. If you haven't connected her, with her yet on her social channels, I encourage you to do so. She shares a lot of content that is really applicable and helpful. But again, I really hope this conversation can help us get to know the person behind Vasavi, the human being, if you will. So Vas, I know you to be one of the most disciplined, strong confident women. And I want you to start by telling us what you've been through that made you that way. First of all, I, I love the sound of your voice. I didn't, I, I mean, I talk to you all the time, so I think I just take it for granted, but you have, you have a great voice and uh, I just feel completely at ease. And it's really weird that you're interviewing me on my podcast, but I, I love it because I think while I share a lot of things with people, it's just, um, I enjoy being asked 
questions that maybe I would not think to answer myself just on my own. So I love that question. Um, and thank you for saying those kind things about me. Um, I still really struggle with discipline. And I'm just going to be really honest because I think from a very young age, and I'll, be, I'll just be completely transparent, I've always been pretty good at anything that I do without a lot of discipline. And so I've taken it for granted throughout the years that like, I don't need to be disciplined or I don't need to um, have certain things in place because naturally when I do things, it just turns out really well. And it's a hard pill to swallow for me because as I want to do more in my life and be more in my life, it's forcing me to have to look at the areas of my life that I'm leaking power. And um, I recently, I would say definitely in the past year of my journey with recovery and getting sober from alcohol, pills, uh, cocaine has definitely been the catalyst for me to really take a look at the areas of my life where I'm not disciplined. And thank you for saying that I'm confident because I will say this, like I, from a very young age, my, both my parents have always pushed me to go after what I want. I never really had to struggle with um, pushback from my parents. They were always very, very encouraging. So that really gave me the confidence that like, oh, I can do what I want, right? The biggest obstacle for me has always been myself. Um, and so it's, it's like disheartening, right? When you have so much support around you, yet you're the only stumbling block that you have to get over. So personally, I think the thing that has made me the most confident in my life, like Shada, the person that you know me to be when we're like not here on an interview on a podcast, but like just when we're hanging out in person or on the phone or through text message or whatever, what's, what's made me the most confident, I think definitely came about from a relationship that I was in where I really lost myself in that relationship. And the Vasavi that I knew myself to be, which was someone who was so confident and someone who knew who she was. Like I grew up with great morals, values. I never really wondered like what's right and what's wrong. I was instilled very solid, solid with, with very solid values. And when I got into this relationship with this guy, um, right after my divorce, who was my rebound relationship turned four years of a shit show. That's when I really lost myself. And my confidence definitely was burnt to the ground amongst a lot of other things like my mental health, my emotional health, my family relationships, my friendships, my financial status, my business, all of it was burnt to the ground. And it was because I did not listen to myself. I woke up every day wanting to get out of this relationship, but not knowing how to, because the fear and the desire to be alone was, was just very conflicting. Like I would wake up next to this guy that I was with, um, my ex, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't even want his name to pass through my lips. He's but, canceled. Uh, he's canceled. Exactly. But I would wake up every day and look at him and I'd be like, fuck, I don't want to be with him. I, I know he's not good for me. Right. At that point we were using cocaine, maybe six days a week at that point. I was just, it was getting worse, my addiction. And I remember waking up like having this deep desire to not be in this relationship with him, but yet being so scared to be without him. And that fear overrode that desire, right? My desire was really to just be confident, be on my own and not have to rely on this piece of shit for love and approval. But my fear of being alone was way too great for me. And I could not get out of that relationship. And it wasn't until I had to go to rehab and it wasn't until I met the guy that I met after him who really showed me what, what pure love was that I was like, you know what? I'm going to be okay. I'm really going to be okay without him. But he was a drug, just like all the other things that I had used in my life to feel whole and to kind of fill that God-sized hole inside of me. But my confidence now that you see that everybody sees 
is really um, a, is 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 really a manifestation and indicative of the work that I've had to do on myself, which was having to learn how to be alone and be okay with it. I'm confident because I don't rely on people, places, things, substances to make me feel whole and make me feel complete. And that type of self-reliance that I have and emotional reliance, obviously, I also very much rely on my higher power, God, to carry me through the fucking day because I'm, you know, at any given moment in the day, I can be a hot mess, but I always know what to turn to. And before I would turn to drugs, I would turn to alcohol and I would turn to this relationship to give me a sense of peace and anxiety. But now I don't rely on those things anymore. I've had to learn to rely on something greater than myself, which exists within me. And um, that's really where I get my confidence from. I love that. And I love that you mentioned, you know, the word power a couple of times, then you even said leaking power. I think it's so important for people to understand like, yes, there is this confidence and there is this power that you possess, but you've acknowledged, you know, you were in your own way for a lot of those steps along the way. And it's just kind of getting yourself back in that power of really just embracing who you are and what you're capable of doing. It's like, yes, there's all these other things that you're turning towards drugs, relationships, you know, maybe other vices, but really getting out of your own way and just leaning into what you're really good at and then letting that shine and come through. So it's really just being authentic, which I think then for me, and of course, you know, our conversations usually touch on this aspect too, the impeding time. You know, we think that time is fleeting. That's the truth. It is, there's no escaping it. But then as a result, we put this pressure back on ourselves to have this accomplishment in our, you know, professional life by a certain time period, or this, you know, accomplishment in our relationship by a certain time period, or just in our personal life with our, you know, hobbies and things that we like. So I just wanted to kind of highlight that and call that out because I think that you're somebody who's shown to overcome it. You have to almost let go of everything else because that's like getting in your own way. So I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that. Well, I think the one thing that I, I wanted to add was like, what I want really my audience to hear is that the power is always inside of you, but it's really freaking hard to tap inside that innate power that I believe we are all born with. God has given every single one of us that power within, and it may look differently for a lot of people. And I understand we're not always given a fair deck of cards. And I get that. But what I do truly believe is that we all have innate power to tap into when times are rough. It is much harder to tap into that power when we have trash in our lives. Trash can show up by the people that we have in our life, the, the substances that we use, the leakages in our life. Our thoughts can, be, can, can just be like trash in our minds, right? Like, so we all have the power okay, within us, but we have to clear our minds. Like, just like we take a shower every day to clean away the dirt, clean away the germs. We also have to do that with our minds. We have to do that with our environment. We have to do that, unfortunately, and I know it's sad sometimes, with the people in our lives. So that's just what I wanted to add. Yeah, I think that's great. And kind of leading into that, I know, and I'm sure the listeners know too, you know, how important starting your day off on the right foot can be. Obviously that leads into routines and consistency, but I really wanted to, you know, ask you, what does your morning routine look like? 
Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. Well, I think it's really, I love that question <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's like, oh my God, I feel like it, it, it's taken its own journey, right? So let me just say- pre- Which is great. Yes, because I've learned, what I've learned throughout the years is like, I've learned so much about myself when it comes to my morning routine. What I know about myself is that if I don't do the hardest thing in the morning, I will never get it done. And I know that about myself. I am, if I do not drink water or go for a walk or work out, or, you know, just, or pray or anything. If I don't do the things that require more of me, I won't get it done. Or I'll do it later on in the day as like an afterthought. Okay. Like I'll be completely transparent right now. It's a Saturday. I have not gone for a walk this morning. And I said to you, I was like, Shada, I'm going to go later. I really am going to go later. I really am. I'm going to go with my dog. I'm waiting for it to cool down, but it just goes to show like, I, I started my day working. And I did not prioritize the walk. Now, six days out of the week, I do prioritize myself, right? So today's like my day that's like, okay, I'm going to work and whatever. But let me just say this, that throughout the years, it, how I've started my morning routine really boils down to my priorities, right? What really matters the most. And I'm noticing that the more that I have on my plate, and I'm grateful for having more on my plate. Oh my God, because I remember a time fresh in my recovery where I wasn't doing jack shit other than just trying to stay sober right? So I'm very grateful that I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this. And I got to do this because it's showing me that I'm, 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 I'm being used. I'm using myself. I'm using my God's gifts. And that makes me feel like I am, I am contributing. And that, and for me, my, as a human being, I want to feel useful and I want to contribute. So I know this about myself. Like I said before, and I'll reiterate it. And for everyone listening, like 
do the thing that's hardest for you that, that you need and a little extra push to do and that know yourself. So my tagline is know yourself, do anything, right? So I know this about myself, that if I do not get up in the morning and walk, or if I do not get up and work out, I will not do it. 1000%. There is no like, oh, well maybe, like no. I know my personality at this point. If I do not take care of Vasavi first, Vasavi is an afterthought, okay? And so you work with what you have. And so what I've done, you know this, you're definitely a very integral part in my morning routine. So the first thing that I did, and I want everyone to know was step-by-step, I did not go from zero to 100, which is my normal personality type is just to be like, I'm gonna change all of it. And then all of it becomes overwhelming and then I say, fuck all of it, right? First thing I started doing, and Shada, I think you remember when I started doing this. First thing I started doing was to make myself love elixir. And I laugh because it sounds like it's this like big concoction, but it's really not. It's mineral water, it's half a lemon, and it's like a few churns of some pink Himalayan salt. I started this over two months ago. I've maybe missed two days now. I counted two days where I've missed making this. Now you might be thinking like, Vasavi, that's just like water with like, it's just like a little fancy water. It's not about the freaking water. It's about what it represents. It, because I make it the night before. I never make it in the morning. I make it the night before. And so what I'm putting out into the universe is I am taking the time to, to, to make the self-love elixir for me the night before so I hydrate first thing in the morning because I am 1,000% a coffee drinker first thing in the morning. And I wanted to just switch that up, right? I haven't given up my coffee. Shada, you know this. I know you're not a coffee drinker. Sorry. You have no interest in coffee. And I think that it's like the cutest thing for me because you're like, boss, why are you talking to me about coffee? I don't, I don't care, but it's great. But I'm a coffee drinker and I wasn't going to give that up. I like drinking one cup of coffee a day, but I wanted to start off with a better, just a tweak in that habit. So it was hydration. So first thing I do is I drink myself love elixir. I, um, I, I make it the night before, put it in a mason jar, even leave it, leave it on my kitchen counter or put it on my nightstand table. Boom. Okay. Easy. So easy to do. Celebrate the small wins. People are trying to change their entire lives. Do not try to change your entire life. Start with one thing, stick to it, then you could start celebrating those small successes, okay? That's great. I was really proud of myself because um, I am very loyal when it comes to my bad habits, right? So I had to start getting loyal to good habits. So I was very proud of that. Then I turned 38 recently in May, and I was like, I really don't feel good about how I look in my body. I'm used to looking a certain way. I've also had a lot of things happen in my life that have made my weight fluctuate, right? So when you use a lot of cocaine, you get really skinny. And when you get off of cocaine, you substitute that with a lot of Taco Bell, right? So that, that I was dealing with the aftermath of that. So I remember saying to Shada, I need to get my body back in shape because I feel really good mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially too. I do not feel good physically. So you and your sister, um, Sydney, you guys gave me a really great recommendation and I'm so uh, grateful for that. So I started working with a personal trainer now, for all you guys listening, I understand working with a personal trainer is a financial investment. I have the money to do that, but I want to say this, like if I know myself that if I do not put some skin in the game and if I do not invest in that help and I do not have accountability, like if I don't show up for my personal training sessions, I get charged. That is painful to me, right? So it has to feel slightly painful. Like I have to, I ha- it, 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 there has to be a consequence for not doing it, right? And so that's a motivator for me. Like, oh shit, I put down, you know, couple hundred bucks a month. And if I don't show up, I'm going to get charged for it. So that forces me to go. Now, if you do not, if you do not have the budget to do that, there are so many ways to do that, right? Like if you have a computer or if you have a television and you can pull up a YouTube or pull up a video on it to do a 20 minute at home workout, do that. For me personally, 
it required me to get up in the morning, drink my self-love elixir, make my coffee. I always take a shower before I leave the house, take a shower, put on my little gym clothes, go to my personal training studio. And that made me feel like, okay, this is a date that I have with myself. It is a schedule and I'm accountable to Kat, who's the personal trainer. So that's how I've started off my morning now. So I drink my water. I pray first thing in the morning. I've actually, um, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So I started working out with this personal trainer. That's been a month strong now. And uh, just to add a little thing to that with the meals, my, you know, you know, abs start in the kitchen. And I remember Shada, you remember saying that to me. And I was like, they sure as hell do because I'll sure, I mean, I'm sure shit that Taco Bell does not, uh, you know, contribute to me getting my abs. So I, I started getting a vegan uh, meal delivery service. I'm already vegetarian. So, you know, really practicing more veganism has been great for me. I feel great in my body. And so all that's fine. Uh, I recently started working with a therapist, even therapists need therapists. And we started working through a lot of um, unhealed mother issues that I have, issues with my mother, um, a lot of resentment that I have towards her for never quite feeling like she has taken the time to really get to know me. And I want to heal that. And I want to commit to having a better relationship with her. So another thing that I've now added in my morning routine, I literally just started four days ago, uh, got my journal, put it on my bed stand tables, uh, bed, you know, nightstand table. So even before I get up out of bed, I write morning pages. So it's stream of consciousness writing. So three pages, I just write out everything um, just to kind of clear the thoughts out of my head. So it's like, wake up, I pray. I journal three pages, I drink my self-love elixir, go downstairs, feed my dog, make my coffee, um, come back upstairs, take a shower, and then go straight for my personal training. And on the days that I don't go to personal training, I go for a walk. So that's how my morning starts. You sound, and I'm saying this out of love, exhausting. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And I want to kind of keep this conversation real, also being somebody who creates a lot of routine and discipline in my own personal life. I know the answer is like, you have to, I'm sorry. Anybody listening, like who thinks they're just going to get off? Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, buy this course or listen to this podcast. And it's going to solve all the problems. Like the reality is no, you have to put the work in. And I think you do a really good job of not only talking the talk, but walking the walk. And so I think that's a takeaway too, for people to hopefully understand is it sounds like a lot, but that's because it is, it's intentional. You're putting the work in and I just really think people need to keep that in mind when they're, you know, trying to make change in their life. Let it me, takes work. I appreciate you saying that. And I'm also laughing because what you just said about it sounds, or I sound, or it sounds exhausting. And here's a shift in perspective for everyone who may have thought that as well. You know, what's really exhausting, Shada? It's really exhausting talking about all the changes you want to make and not making it. It's really exhausting beating yourself up every time you look at yourself in the mirror and feeling like shit because you know you've, you're gaining, you've gained excess weight, which just makes me wonder, what are you waiting for, boss? Is all this excess weight, what are you really waiting for? So that's what's exhausting. Preach. That's, yeah. Think about how many times I've talked to you and been like, Shana, I just think you want to eat this. Or Shana, I need, just need to work out. Shana, I went for like, like, no, I just do it now. And I don't even talk to you about it. I don't talk to you about what I'm doing. I just do it now. And I'm not getting advice from you and like making you now the, the emotional dumpster of my shit, right? Like, it's like, it's exhausting for me to not do the things that I know I need to be doing because spending your time beating yourself up is more exhausting than just saying, fuck this, I'm doing it. That's exhausting. You know what I'm saying? 
I love that. And I will also say, I appreciate though, having someone like you as a friend to be a hard truth teller when I want to be consumed and exhausted by my inaction than dealing with my action. And I think that's where growth happens. And so I just, I'm always reminded that when I talk to you and I always appreciate that about you, you, you show me it takes work, but it's also taking care of myself by looking at the things that I'm not doing and why I'm not doing it and getting out of my own way. So I just think it's a really real conversation that more people need to be having with themselves and with maybe, you know, their friends or their friend group or the people that they, you know, have some sort of, you know, what's it accountability with? Like, I, I get you. You don't need to always be texting me. Hey, should I eat this? Should I go work out? What did I, did I do my walk or not do my walk? Like, I think those are healthy responses because we're human. Right. But it's like, how do you build yourself up? How do you create the toolbox with the right tools that you can transition from oh shit, how do I do this to, hey, I've been doing this now for two months. So maybe talk, uh, talk us through what are some of the tools in your toolbox? So the tools in my toolbox, uh, just to clarify, is it, is it the tools that uh, keep me sane? I mean, what, what, which specific tools? More the tools that help you navigate and manage being human. You know, I think this is the name of your podcast and this is supposed to be a conversation trying to get to know you. I think you've done a really good job expressing a lot of the dynamics that make you that beautiful human being that you are. But, you know, over the years, what have you learned? What, what do you keep going back to? What are your tools that you reference? You know, so I have this 24 page guide that I created and it's free and you can get it over at vasilikumar.com forward slash free guide. And that really is a summation of all the things that I've learned in my life. And I, I, I want everyone to get this, especially women listening and men too, because I think men struggle with this too, having a lot of pressure put on them to be, to be the hero for women. And women have this pressure put on them to be the selfless loving beings. And, you know, it's like a badge of honor to be selfless and exhausted and it's not. Um, but I have to share a story because that's really the best way for me to let you guys in as to why I am the way I am. I've talked about this with my father, by the way, when I was younger, I would say probably like 13, 14, when I started to become a little bit more rebellious and kind of want to do my own thing. And I was just, uh, you know, I grew up in a very conservative, traditional immigrant household where no was, I was told no all the time. And then as I got older, I'd question, why are you saying no all the time? And my dad was like, don't ask me questions. Just take no for an answer. And I said, I will not take no for an answer. I need to know why. And I said to my dad, I'm okay with the no if I know why. I just don't blindly listen to what anybody says. I've always been very inquisitive. Then when I got to be around like 15, 16, you know, I started hanging out with the, the wrong crowd or whatever. My dad called me really selfish. He called me very selfish from a very young age. He said, you don't care about anybody but yourself. So that stuck to me. At a very young age, I was called selfish, like teenager, right? I'm still very young in retrospect. Mm -hmm. and, and to an extent, I was selfish, right? Like I really didn't care about anybody else but Vasavi's agenda when I was younger. Now, it's funny because that was selfish. Like I didn't care that I was putting my parents, like making them worry when I was out, sleeping out late at friends' houses, coming home late, coming home drunk, coming home high, whatever. That was selfish of me. I had to learn as I got older, what it really meant to be selfish, right? And 
part of learning to become selfish in a way that's not hurting me. I was selfish in a way that was hurting me and hurting everyone around me, right? Because it's not helpful or healthy for anyone around me to have to watch me go down the tube. That was selfish. I defined my own, I, I had my own definition for selfish as I gotten older and I've had to really kind of refine this. So selfish for me now being 38 years old is practicing self-care on a mental, emotional, you know, spoken and action level, right? So the tools in my toolbox really boil down to being selfish. And I'm not talking about the 15-year-old Vasavi that was selfish. I was like, screw you. I'm going to come home at 2 a.m. Or I'm going to ignore your phone calls. Or I'm no, it is, it is not that like anymore, right? But that's stuck in my head. And I think because my father called me selfish from a very young age, then what I ended up doing was putting everyone else's needs ahead of mine because I've always wanted to prove him wrong. I've always wanted to prove to my father that I wasn't selfish. But putting everyone ahead of you is not help healthy either, right? That's not healthy. And so I've had to find a way to be healthily selfish. I have my, my first therapist that I ever went to, her name is Virginia. She's still alive. I do check in on her like every year or so because I started seeing her when she was 12 and she was older at that point. So I check in with her just to make sure, you know, I still remember her number, 516-676. I'm not going to say the rest of the number. That's her privacy, but I still call. I still call her just to see if she's still alive because, you know, she's my childhood therapist. She's the one who taught me that. She said, Vasavi, there is such a thing as being healthily selfish. So I learned that at a very young age, what healthily selfish means. So everything that I do now to keep myself intact, to keep myself as clear and direct as you see, is always boils down to, am I living a life that is according to my highest self? And the reason why I'm able to now be the direct person that you are and be a solid sounding board for people is because I had lived so much of my life living according to my ego and living according to this wounded part of myself, living according part of to the inner child that needed to be loved. So I was seeking love in all the wrong places and in all the wrong forms. So being selfish for me, and I say this in my free guide that I was just mentioning to you guys, being selfish is not about not giving a shit about anybody else. It's, here's a little reframe. When you are not selfish, when you do not put yourself first, and by putting yourself first, I mean maintaining your boundaries, focusing on your time and your priorities, doing the things that make you feel good and fill yourself up. You are no good to anybody else. Now that's selfish, right? Because think about your kids who, who need you, your husband or your wife or your partner who needs you. And you're like, I don't have any time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. You, you, you not being able to give to them is a direct result of you not being selfish, right? Because if you were a little bit selfish and you did prioritize your walk, hydrate, um, not have a million things on your to-do list, really got clear on what you needed to do, you would feel full. You would feel good about yourself. You would then create the space to then be there for other people, right? So you got to put yourself first. And that's my, my number one question that I asked myself. And you know, I recently interviewed Mark Groves from Create the Love Shada, you know, like I'm obsessed with him. And he was just like, we asked, he, he, he said, we need to start asking ourselves better questions. Right. So the thing that I always ask myself, whether someone's coming to me for advice or they're working with me or a friend just needs to shoot the shit with me, when I'm delivering guidance or advice for somebody, the first question that I ask myself to formulate the advice that I got to give them is, 
what did what does this person need to do to think speak and act in a way that is completely aligned with their highest self not with their pain not with their you know defensiveness not with their ego not with their wound because that, that's always going to be there right we, we are walking talking pain bodies okay so when i whether it's you or whether it's a friend or you're a friend or a client or anybody and even when i talk to myself okay vasavi what would be the expression of your highest self? What would God want you to say right now? What do you know is the right thing to do? The thing that honors you first and foremost, which will as a byproduct honor the other person. Now that's not always easy because it is scary to have boundaries. It is scary to be direct. It is scary to be honest. But at the end of the day, it does not help anyone, including yourself, to just operate in a way to make ourselves small, not be hurt, not be liked, not be approved of, nobody wins. So that, that is the biggest thing in my toolbox. I hope that helps. Self-talk is another one as well. I think that was a really good way of articulating it because I think that it is sometimes our posture and looking at our past and what we were told and conditioned. And I think, you know, we, you and I talk about this a lot the children to parent relationships, you know, were you a firstborn child? Were you a middle child? Are you an only child? What was that relationship like with your parents? I think those are things that we don't start to even address until obviously we're later in life. Mm -hmm. Like I think you and I were having this conversation and I had it, you know, continued with my mother even. I wish 16 year old me would have known how damaging being to use your word selfish at that age was going to be or how painful of a lesson it was going to be now and i'm 30 you know and the reality is we can't know we can't go back we can't change those interactions they happen to us but now to be in a more conscious state of awareness how to reflect on where we came from and what we were taught and what we believed about ourselves, but don't let it totally define you. So I love that you've taken this thing that you felt was, you know, who you were, so to speak in the eyes of your father, how it obviously hurt you, but how you ultimately used it to reshift and really focus on yourself, which I think um, it, it makes me think of a quote by a very famous, uh, celebrity that I love. It's by RuPaul Charles. He says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? And he goes, can I get an amen? So amen. Amen. You know, I think, um, it's a little campy, but I think you said it, said the same thing. You know, you can't help others. You can't give your best self, whether you're a parent, a spouse, just even you to you until you can really truly love yourself. So I kind of want to know from you, is there any quote or mantra that comes to mind that you have to tell yourself? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up uh, right now. Actually, I should probably know it uh, off the top of my head, but I don't want to mess it up. So, okay. He goes, shit, I didn't pull it up. Hold on one second. We're just gonna, everyone's just going to wait along with me. I promise you it's going to be good. Intermission. See, you guys know, see, we did not plan this. So, okay, here we go. Some people try to turn back their odometers, not me. I want people to know why I look this way. I've traveled a long way and some of the roads weren't paved. And Will Rogers says that. And I love that because I think that every single one of us, and this is really how I started being human with Vasavi Podcast, every single one of us has a story, right? If we look at some of the biggest celebrities, right? We look at 
Oprah, we look at Beyonce, we look at, you know, J-Lo, we, we, look, we look at everybody. Okay, just look at people that you see, right? We see them and we're like, oh my God, look at them. We just see the, the final product. But if you really look at what does it take to become that person, right? You see that most of the time, many of the time, there are a lot of struggles that have had to been overcome, right? You've had to, they've had to overcome a lot of struggle. And I look, and, and I love this, and some of the roads weren't paved. I look at every person that I meet, and I want to always know where do they come from? Because people don't just wake up the way they are, right? Things have shaped us along the way. And it also really helps you develop more compassion, not only for other people, but for ourselves, right? Because it's so easy to judge a person by what they look like, whether it's their skin color, their gender, how they show up on social media, what they're posting, or you know, maybe they're having a bad day. And it's very easy to pass that quick judgment, to make a passive judgment. But if you actually take the time to get to know somebody, you're like, okay, shit, they've been through a lot. That does not excuse bad behavior, by the way. This is not an excuse, because I did that a lot uh, with, with previous relationships. It's like, oh, it's because he went through this, that he's like that. That's not what I'm saying. Do not let people off the hook, but it also gives you an understanding. And when you have an understanding, then you can ask yourself, is this really what I need in my life based on the roads that I've walked on, right? So I'm going to talk about relationships for a second. I grew up in a house where I never really felt quite seen. And I felt like I had to scream to be heard. And I felt like I had to take up a lot of space. And I had to, I had to fill up the room with my energy and with my voice in order to be noticed. So especially when it comes to my mother and I love her very much. And this is not me shit talking her. She knows how I feel about this. And we've, you know, we've resolved it. We are in the process of healing it. But I realized that with that primary parent for me, which was my mother, I felt, I never felt that way with my father, with my mother. I never really felt like she saw me. And I always felt like I had to be extra loud to get her attention. So knowing this about myself, right? This is why self-awareness is key. You have to know this about yourself because especially when it comes to our romantic relationships and even friendships, it really helps to know this. I was always drawn to men where I felt like I had to overwork to get their love. I always felt like I had to do more, be more, perform, be sexier, be this, be that. It was just more of the same shit just as an adult woman I was doing it. As a child, I thought I had to get good grades all the time. I had to be you know, performative. I had to, I had to be a great singer and dancer, Indian classical music. And um, I, I eventually learned, you know, that it, the way to get my mother's time and attention was to screw up and was to get negative attention. So I learned that negative attention equals love. Now, in my relationships, how did this translate is that with literally every single guy that I've ever been with, I've always felt like I had to put on a show and I always felt like I had to show off and I had to show how smart I was and how much money I made in order for them to think I was something. I... And now when I look back on it, look, and this is why it's so important, everyone listening, if you're wondering why you're still in the same kind of relationships over and over again, it's because you have yet to maybe look at, and I could be wrong, like, how familiar does this feel for you right now? If, if the behavior that you're exhibiting in a relationship feels familiar, it's because it is. It's because you've probably been doing this your whole freaking life. So I had to learn that about myself. That, oh shit, when it comes to getting love, this road was very unpaved. And I've always been this, this, and this in order to get love. And okay, now that I know this about myself, is it really healthy, Voss, to run after a man and to chase a man who is prone to be more avoidant, right? Avoidant attachment styles versus what I am, anxious attachment styles, right? And so 
I'm not going to get into attachment styles here, but that's why, that's why that's my favorite quote. Because when we really look at all the roads that we've been on, we can develop more compassion for ourselves instead of beating ourselves up. So for example, suppose discipline is hard for you, right? It has been hard for me to be disciplined. When I go back to like, because I wasn't born lacking discipline, right? I don't believe that. But when I go back to certain things in my life, like for example, my really my only interaction with my mother growing up, you know, she's a retired cardiologist now, but she's very busy. She was rarely home. My father did pretty much was like the mom for me. Um, my really, my only interaction with my mother was when she was taking me to classes. Like she was taking me to music class and dance class. And, you know, being in the car with her was kind of rough because I really didn't want to practice or I was just, just wanted to spend time with her. And every interaction with her always felt like we're going to class. We're doing this. We never just did fun stuff. And so I really got turned off by discipline because it was like, I got in trouble when I didn't practice, right? And so I associated, like, it was just kind of like, well, screw it. I just had a screw it mentality. I'm just going to find the shortcut because like I, it was just, it wasn't fun anymore. I found that being disciplined was like, I, I just wanted to learn to play the piano, but I would get in trouble, sometimes get smacked. I'm not going to lie in the car when I didn't practice. So I associated doing things and discipline with torture and punishment. So you can see now why as an adult, it's always been really hard for me to be disciplined. Now, let me share something really cool that Mark, who in our podcast episode will be coming out soon. He said, and we, we, we have different opinions on this, but we're kind of the same. As a therapist, I always want to go to the root of the problem. Okay. The root of the problem gives you a lot of awareness. So you're not sitting there beating yourself up. It makes logical sense. You're like, oh, that's why I do what I do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, as a grown-ass adult, if you don't like something, you can change it. And that, there's freedom in that, right? There's freedom in like, okay, I can excavate the shit out of my past and look at my parents and look at my grandparents and my great-grandparents. But at the end of the day, if I don't like something right now in this moment, I can change it. So that's just really how I feel about looking at the roads that were in pain. Use it as awareness and use it as like, huh, okay. It's like reading a history book, right? You know all the history in the world, but it's like, okay, what am I going to do about it right now? I think that's so beautiful and transcendent across anybody's life who's listening to it, because I think that it just shows, and you said it earlier too, you know, you don't get to pick the cards you're dealt. And if we could see the road unfolding before us, wouldn't we, you know, operate with better visibility? It's just, we don't know. And so we're doing the best we can and trying to learn along the way and, gracefully, you know, being a human being through it. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I always do. I love talking to you. I hope the listeners got to experience a side of you that, you know, most people probably don't see on social media just by nature of how social media is. But I think you do a really good job of being human. Like I said, in the beginning, you are very in action, not just you know, by the words, but by actually the work that you put in. So I really appreciate it. You are a phenomenal interviewer. I just want to say that Thank I felt you. very, I felt very safe. Uh, I felt very trusted. Like I, I really knew that you were listening and that really feel, it feels really good to be seen and heard. Um, and I think the last thing that I want to add is really this need to be seen and heard is something that I know all too well. 
which is why I created my membership community. Um, Mind your own business. It's called mind your own business for, I love that name. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm going to save the, the, the inner workings of this membership community for another episode that I'll record. But what I really just want everyone listening is that like the, the need to be seen and heard is real and it, it is inherent in us to, to us feeling like we matter, right? To be seen, to be heard, to have our pain be seen and heard, to have someone listen to really what we're saying, like really listen and hear us, um, which is why I created my membership community. And if you are at all interested about joining, interested in joining the membership community, the very first step is to download the free guide that I created on the 10 must-have habits of um, ultra-confident women, which is not just like put on some red lipstick and put on something nice to wear. Like, no, that is all external. Um, if you are looking to ask yourself the questions that maybe you haven't had the time to ask yourself because life is going on, I really highly recommend that you uh, download this free guide. If you go over to vasilikumar.com forward slash free guide, you can download it and uh, take it from there. And you'll, you'll be hearing from me about the membership community and when we open. So I just want to say thank you, Shada, for having me. For, I was going to say for having, having me on. <laughs> I was You're say, welcome. Like, this is your podcast. You control everything. Well, no, I, just kidding. This was a really for everybody listening. Um, Vasavi asked me to do this and this was totally off the cuff and just a really genuine conversation between two gals who are on the journey of being human. I keep saying that, but it's so fundamental to, I think, what this conversation is. It's like, who do you wake up in the morning as? What does that person do? What, is the, what are the struggles that that person experiences? And just being able, like you said, to talk about it, to have resources that you have, to be able to um, make sense of where you came from so that you can be in control of where you're going, I just think is such a beautiful opportunity for people listening to be able to take advantage of. And so I just, you know, no real plug other than like, Vasavi, I think you're really, really great. And I want people to just benefit from the stories that you have and the listening that you can provide and just the human being experience of letting people exist as their authentic selves and creating space for them to do so. I reflect on a quote of, you know, it's the work you do in the nighttime mm. that really matters when the sun comes out. And so it's, it's putting in the work behind the scenes. It's not always, you know, what you're doing on social media or checking the box or what you're, you know, showing off that you're doing, but it's like, what is the actual work you're doing? What are the conversations you're having? What, how do you show up for yourself? And so I've just always, and especially lately, really appreciated those conversations I've been able to have with you because it, it, it's healed me. It's healing me. So I love you, sis. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. For even more inspiration and motivation to be the person you were born to be, grab my free guide on the 10 must-have habits of ultra-confident women over at vasavikumar.com forward slash guide. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and have anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.